Oren B. Andy G. How's it going, mate? G'day, mate. G'day, mate. How you doing? Good, good. Yep. How did your motorcycle think? Because you went um, off-road motocross on the weekend, just gone. How was it? Yeah, yeah. Bloody good, mate. Good. Really good. It was actually, it was probably one of the best riding weekends away I've had in like probably at least 10 years. Eh? It was just, just turned out the weather was, it was a bit rainy. So the ground was quite tacky and wet and it was really good riding. All the bulldozed, the, the, a lot of the trails had been freshly bulldozed. So mm. they were really good. And and there was a real good turnout of all the good, all the lads. And yeah, so Friday night was a bit quiet. We did a bit of riding on Friday afternoon and a few of the boys got on the on the booze and suffered the next day because of it. So I was sensible and went to bed early. <laughs> but uh, it was a totally different story on Saturday night. <laughs> oh, okay. Do we do we need to know the story or can we sort of make it oh, up ourselves? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we, we started, we got, we had we full days riding, so we're all pretty knackered and dehydrated. So we started trying to hydrate with beer and just uh-huh. trying to... Yeah, and then we got on to port, and, uh, and then, the, then the guitar came out. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's that's probably the better bit. Yeah, yeah no, no, so no. you and I know very well, mate, that once you've been drinking beer, you do not pull out the port. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know this. I mean, that's never a good idea. <laughs> I was uh, feeling a bit dry and shady the next day. Yeah, I bet. Nobody <laughs> uh, ran into your knee and bent it the wrong way again? No, no, luckily. No, well, yeah, that was a, it was good. It's always a good weekend when you go up there and there's – Bugger all breakdowns and no injuries. So, oh, that was the way it was. Brilliant. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, because I remember you saying in the last podcast you got going to be heading out for a weekend. So I was just keen to know how it went. Yeah, it was good. Good. Excellent. No, so no one ran out of fuel. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> Funnily enough, you could, that just triggered my memory <laughs> a little story. We were all going down through this little creek crossing, and it was like tiny, like pathetic. Yeah. And it was a real slippery rock on it, but it had like a one and a half meter drop right next to it into a big pool of water at the bottom. Everyone went across it, except for one of the old fellas. He fell off and nearly fell down the hill as he went across. And I was the one, and I was right behind him on my bike. And I was sort of like thinking, what's this crazy old bugger doing? Blah, 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 <laughs> giving him grief. And then I went to go across and I don't know what happened. I went to go up the bank on the other side, next thing I know, I'm vertical in the air and I went backwards down the hill with the bike on top of me and landed in the big pool of water. <laughs> Luckily, I managed to hold the bike out of the water and didn't drown it. But when I looked up, a stick must have poked my fuel cap, popped my fuel cap off and all my fuel was pouring out. Oh, so I had shit. to quickly spin the bike over and put the fuel cap back on. And when I finally, a couple of mates and I dragged my bike out of the little creek and got it back out on the track and I got going again and we got to the next stop, which was only luckily only a couple of hundred metres away. And I checked my fuel tank and it was bloody near bone dry. Oh, shit. <laughs> and we still had to ride out. So I managed to ride down the road and out of the bush. And when we got back to the car park, because luckily it was middle of the day, we were going back for lunch, got back to the car park and my Tank was bone dry. I reckon I was running on the on the fumes in the carburetor because it all poured out into the creek. <laughs> yeah, geez, you're lucky, mate, because uh, fuel yeah. these days is uh, liquid yeah. gold, isn't it? Sure is. Sure, yeah. Sure. Oh well, I'm glad there were no injuries. That was the main thing, I suppose. Almost, <laughs> almost. Yeah. Almost. All right, let's get into it then. So this is episode 22. Two, three, four, five, down the tools, up the mic. A trainee guy, a radio guy, two best mates chatting on the fly. We're musos, we're dads, we're completely the same. We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game. One hits nails, 
and one nails hits. We'll review good beers and just shoot the sh. We're R&B and Andy G, and this is Tradio. Tradio. So episode twenty-two. I was a little bit late to the podcast tonight, mate. I'd apologise for that. Um, the thing is, yeah. I obviously sit in my walk-in wardrobe at home, right, which is obviously connected to my bedroom. Uh, my toddler at the moment, she sleeps in our bed. She's just going through this phase, and you gotta, you got to kind of roll with it. She yep. sleeps the best she's ever slept, so that works for us. Don't get many cuddles with the wife anymore, though, but uh, I guess that's, that's the way it goes. That's just married life, isn't it? That's what the couch is for. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so she sleeps great. But the thing is, though, tonight, though, she wasn't having a bar of it. Uh, put it a bit about seven-ish. Was not having a bar of it. And you know, you and I record about 7.30. She's still screeching. So I was like, right, I'll just text you. Say we're going to be a little bit late today. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, she fell asleep finally. And we got on, started the podcast, obviously. Um, but then I find out. Uh, just before I came in, actually, that she's gone and spewed all over my swan dry jacket, which is sitting in the hallway. <laughs> because, yeah. So we figured out we figured out what her problem is. Uh, she hasn't got a tummy ache or anything like that, but she spewed all the milk that she had because she gave her a little cup of milk before she goes to bed at night. And my other two daughters have decided to start hyping her up and getting her all excited. So she'd had her milk. She got all excited, <laughs> found my jacket, which was just away from everything. But she decided, oh, that's a good place to spew my milk. So she did. I found out a little bit later. And uh, now she's fast asleep in my bed like an innocent little cherub, like nothing happens. And now I've got a swan dry covered in old baby milk. Yeah, yeah, lovely. And you'll be putting it on, <laughs> once, even once you've washed it, eh? You'll be like, ooh, still smell, smell a spew. Yeah, mind you, <laughs> the thing does need a wash, though, to be fair. I've been wearing it on the farm for a while, and uh, those swan dries, oof, if I wear it yeah. any longer, it'll be an oil skin. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we're looking forward to this episode, actually, because, uh, well, we've we've got a big giveaway draw thanks to husky.co.nz. We're looking forward to giving away our beer coolers, which you and I have one of. Yep. Yep. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah, they are good, aren't they? Keep your beer 10 times cooler. So two of you are going to be winning one of those, uh, either in Australia or New Zealand or both. And uh, also, we're going to catch up with a mate of mine called Quentin, who I used to work with at More FM many, many moons ago. In fact, it was about 10 years ago to the year that I met him. And uh, he now owns his own record store. So we're going to be having to catch up with him a little bit later on in the podcast. And we do have a giveaway from him as well. Sweet. Yep. Yeah. Do you own any vinyl records? Not me, no, I don't. I'm still old school CD, but they're all getting scratched and old now. So it's funny, <laughs> funny how we call CDs old school now, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's a bit scary. All digital. Yeah, I've got a few vinyls locked away in one of the boxes in the garage. Uh, one of them is definitely Dire Straits Brothers in Arms album. It's a oh, great yeah. album. Believe it or not, that's one of the ones my mother has got stashed away in her collection at home. I always remember oh, yeah. seeing that one. I used to get it out and play it. It was awesome. I actually gave my record player to an old workmate of mine because I didn't use it anymore, and I kind of regret doing that now because now Picking I have not, now. nothing to play my records on at the moment. <laughs> We're a fortune. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. But anyway, that's the break. Them's the breaks. And, uh, yeah, we will have a giveaway with Quentin and we catch up with him a little bit later on. Here's something interesting, mate, and this is something you and I have to face as dads of girls. 
Uh, and, I, and, I, and I think it's fantastic, actually, is that my daughter's school has started sending uh, girls of age uh, home with um, period packs, if you like, oh, yeah. you know, because they're obviously, uh, well, my older daughter is now almost getting to that age where she's going to start uh, that kind of thing. And she's going to get a little surprise one day. But I think it's great that the school has decided to start sending those home with the kids so they can keep them in their school bags and apparently they're going to have them keeping uh, keep them in their learning spaces in the office and apparently some in uh, some of the toilet blocks as well i, I just i just think that's a really nice touch I, I don't know about you but i think that's a really neat thing i think the schools in that are coming around to that a lot now eh? it's sort of pretty high on the agenda so it is because yeah, you know for it, doing it. for girls who are reaching that age it could be a very terrifying thing yeah, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's a massive change, isn't it? So, I mean, I, I, it makes me feel very comfortable about the fact that um, my daughter will be prepared if something like that happens. And we have had the chat with her, or at least my wife has, because my wife understands it a lot more than I do. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat, mate. My my missus has had the chat with her too, and but they're having the you know they have the uh, like the sex ed at school. Yep. You know, and whatever it is they learn at that age is probably not quite sex education, but it's. You know, learning about their their bodies and how they're changing, and and um, she's gone through all that, so she sort of knows about it, and is hopefully sort of semi prepared. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, if you can be. Well, that's it, and it's great that they do it. I think that's a fantastic move by the school. Uh, but here's the thing, though, is that they, in this day and age, technology is so much better than it was when you and I were youngsters. And mm-hmm. my kids like to go on YouTube and watch all these, you know, these famous YouTubers doing their funny content if you like but the thing is they learn some things which they probably shouldn't be learning for their age <laughs> and yeah. um, my kids saw the number 69 written down and started cracking up and it was like okay why are you laughing at the number 69 and they both went really red <laughs> and we're so, oh, so no. why, why are you laughing at 69 and we knew what the answer was we knew exactly why they were laughing but they wouldn't tell us why <laughs> and oh, <no. laughs> And I just thought, okay, these kids are learning just a little bit too much off YouTube. Yep. <clears throat> like time to no more devices in bedrooms. We have yeah. that rule now, eh? Kids are not allowed their phones or, you know, their laptop or whatever, you know, in in their bedroom. If they're yep. gone, it has to be out where we can keep an eye on them. We just, it? Yeah, it's just a bit dodgy otherwise, eh? Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of things on the internet that are readily accessible without yep. parental guidance if you like but um yep even a simple google search you know because the kids will get uh, you know they they get very curious and uh yeah yep. i think you get the point <laughs> yeah but mate. No, pretty easy to find them i've found a few over the years by accident eh? oh have you by complete accident yeah, those adult sites yeah i don't know they just seem to pop up <laughs> they sometimes do tend to pop up when you just type in blatant words looking for them i mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that escalated. But anyway, look, it's great that the school's doing what they're doing. Um, and, you know, it's just going to make them feel a lot better about themselves when it does come yep. around as well. It's yep. good, to, good to have them prepared. Yeah. Saves me having to run to the shop to buy them. <laughs> yeah. well, that's, and here's the thing, though. Even if I have to do that, I don't mind. No, nah, not if it's for your wife or your daughter. Yeah, All right. Exactly. Hey, I had a hearing test at the fire station recently. It was a hearing what? test. <laughs> hey, hey. 
It was a hearing test slash health check. It was a bit of a heart check as well, which they do every year. Yeah, the as... old finger up the bum, is that part of the test? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually, oh, no. I ticked yes for that option, but uh, didn't get a result <laughs> from it. Um, no, of course not. Just a, It was just a hearing and a heart check and yeah, yeah. not a finger up the bum check. Do they do the lung, like the breathe test, to see how much lung volume you've got? I did that that with the (laughs) doctor, actually, because I've just got my class four learners on my license. So now I've got to have that for for six months. And I had to do that for the doctor's medical. And it was was good. It was good. Didn't have to do that for the fire brigade one. So the the point I'm making is, is that the hearing test, you have to put on these really big headphones and they're actually really good they're noise cancelling you can't hear a damn thing outside all you can hear is what you're supposed to be listening for which is a series of beeps at different frequencies and what i had to do was have my back turned to the nurse who was doing the test she would uh, send the beeps through to the headphones and i would have to press a button to acknowledge that i've heard the beep yeah anyway you know where you (laughs) sort of you're listening to something and you think was that it was that a beep? <laughs> I might, I yeah. might just press the button anyway. And there were a couple of uh, times where that happened, but I heard most of them, and yeah. I was quite surprised I heard most of them because they were very quiet and some were very high and some were very low. Anyway, uh, when she said, "Right, we're all done," Andy, Andy, we're all done. I was like, "Oh, sorry, <laughs> pull the headphones off." Uh, went to see her again, and uh, she showed me the results on her computer because they were instant. And she said, for a 40-year-old man, your hearing is actually one of the best I've ever seen. It's, it's got yeah. some of the best results I've ever seen for someone your age. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's really good because I can't hear my wife talking to me. It's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing. I told, her, I told her that when I got back. I said, I had the hearing test. And the nurse said, ah. Oh, well, you got the best hearing for someone of your age that I've seen in a long time. My wife said, well, you can't fucking listen to hear me. Uh, <laughs> it's so true, though. Day. Yeah. Believe it or not, I was sitting on the couch and I was doing something. I think I was doing a bit of um, engineering research online. And my wife was talking to me from the kitchen, which is six meters away from where I was sitting. I was completely oblivious. She had to actually come over in the finish and go, Oi. Like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> she's been talking to me. I didn't hear a thing. <laughs> yeah, but this is it, though. Sometimes, you know, and I, I love my wife to bits, but sometimes she starts talking to me when I'm obviously doing something else. They're good at that. They're really good at it. I know, but then I've said to her, I, can you see I was doing something? And she says, but you need to stop doing that and listen. <laughs> I thought, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah. I was just sitting here being a good boy, doing my thing. And suddenly, and suddenly you talk to me and I have to drop everything. My wife's got a knack of talking to you and then when, when you're having a conversation and then she's got to answer you, but she tries to answer you as she's leaving the room and all you get is this. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> you're like, okay. Yeah, and then you, you come out about half an hour later and she said, did you pick up the kids then? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've got a new radio show. I'm still doing the one in Topo. Yeah, yeah, I've got another one now. So I'm starting to build up my repertoire of radio shows. This one's another oh, casual yeah. gig. 
but I'll, I'll give you mm, two guesses what station you think it might be. Oh, it's not the it's not the local one up here, is it? It may be. Or FM Coromandel. No, no, it's CFM. <laughs> it's the it's the opposition station that I used to uh, work against. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I think I think a couple of people have jumped ship from more FM to them, haven't they, around this area? I'm not sure. I've seen a few people. Uh, I've seen a few comments that have mentioned it, but I think a lot yeah. of people tend to jump around all the stations in the Coromandel Peninsula. I think it's a common thing. But yeah, yeah I got approached by the owner uh, last week, and obviously he knows of me and no I've met him a few times and and he was quite keen to get me on board he just just sent me this random message saying hey give me a chat and we'll discuss CFM so I thought okay we'll give that a nudge I mean I know the Coromandel Peninsula well I you know I know the market I've got lots of contacts there and it's radio so why not yeah should you so yeah so what are you doing like just a just a casual afternoon show or something It'll be casual on weekends when they arise. It's not like a set in stone show every Saturday morning, for instance. But yeah. uh, what I can tell you though is my old co-host Michelle is on air on CFM on Saturday mornings now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're both over there. Um, so is that where she's gone, eh? Yeah. Well, she works. She she does something else now, but uh, that's her casual gig. Ah, but yeah. um, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I'll be getting the ball rolling at some point soon once I get the nod for what uh, day I'll be doing my first show. But, yeah, yeah it'll yeah. be interesting to be on the other station up in the Coromandel <laughs> Peninsula. I just have to make sure that I say CFM, not More FM. Yeah, don't go, yeah, man, welcome to More FM. you like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was a great show. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye. Probably won't be on again, so. We'll <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, that was the best 10 seconds of radio I've ever done. <laughs> but yeah, no, so that's that's the new show. Um, it's quite interesting actually because uh, the uh, I, I met a guy who's affiliated with the station. He actually does a little bit of uh, the music programming for the station, and he was down here in Christchurch, and I just happened to be in town at the same time he was, so we caught up and had a coffee. And uh, it turns out he was born uh, literally the next town over from where my parents were born in Wales in the UK. So that's a uh, the, an extremely small world, yeah. and then and then get this, he um, maintains a few radio transmitter sites for various technicians around the country. So he'll visit a transmitter site if he's local to it, and he'll go and fix it or just make sure it's running okay for people. Yep. And here's the thing: he runs a low power radio station across Christchurch. And yeah. Yeah, it's only a, a very, yeah, it's like one watt. And if it's high enough, you get some good coverage. But he's, he's actually up the hill, the, the Port Hills. And, he's, and I said to him, oh, what kind of station is it? He said, oh, it's an 80s radio station. And I thought, oh, that's pretty neat. So I had to listen to it after. And it, yeah, it's a pretty neat little station. But get this, right? He said, yeah, I, my transmitter is just based up on uh, this, this, this couple's land at the top of uh, the Port Hills. And he's, he's just got this pole and it's just got lots of different transmitters on it and mine's on there. And I said, oh, yeah, well, my my mother and father-in-law have a transmitter pole in their back garden up the hill there. And he said, oh, yeah. And I said, yeah. So I told him their names and he's like, that's who it is. <laughs> so he's what actually, yeah, so he's got his transmitter on my in-law's property at the top of the Port Hills in Christchurch. Out of all the places, out of all the people, I had to meet someone who knows my in-laws quite well. Yeah. Uh, through through a medium that I know quite well. 
Uh, it's just a very, very small world. And I thought the Coromandel Peninsula was a bit of a small world type scenario. Yeah, yeah. I think New Zealand just in general is a small world, isn't it? <laughs> I think it is, mate. Yeah. That's it. It's just just mad. But, yeah, looking forward to um, pulling my first gig on Coromandel CFM and you can tune in and yeah. be, my, be, my, be my big cheerleader. But you might, uh, you probably get a few listeners anyway, because I know uh, my mother used to enjoy listening to you quite a lot on More FM when you were there. Oh, and wow. since you've left, she's jumped ship. <laughs> she listens to CFM now. New gigs. Onward uh, and upward, CFM. Yeah. Yeah, so now I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Yeah. Just just don't say More FM. Just don't say More FM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to write it on a big piece of paper or something. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. funnier when you're doing your show. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, you know, I can still do it from a little wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. That's good, eh? Yeah. This microphone oh, yeah. is going to get a hammering. <laughs> well, I'll be down to your house in a couple of weeks. Yeah, mate. So, yeah, two weeks. Be two weeks. Just less than two weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when are we going? Later. Yeah. So, it's about two weeks away. <laughs> yeah. Almost mid July, right? So, yeah. So, me and the missus have got a weekend away this weekend. And then the weekend after that is just at home getting organized to come down to you fellas. We were, we were supposed to go to the beach house this weekend, just gone, but, yeah, the weather just looked nasty. So <laughs> we ended up taking the kids to Hamilton and watched that new Minions movie. Oh, yeah. The Rise of Gru. Oh, that's and interesting. What, for a kid's movie, there's a lot of adult comedy in them, eh? and they're actually really funny, though, when Pixar or whatever they are ones. Well, because Shrek did a similar thing where it was a movie aimed at kids, but there were a lot of jokes in there which were over the kids' heads, but... We're funny yeah. enough for the kids to kind of get it, but the adults got it. Yeah, it's funny, Ella, we said to the kids afterwards, I said, do you find the movie funny? And Blake goes, yeah, I laughed a couple of times. We were, when did you laugh? And he's like, I laughed at this piece, you know, and it's like, we didn't even laugh at that bit. It's like it's, <laughs> their, 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 their comedy is total. Like bits we were laughing at, the kids weren't. And the stuff they were laughing at, we weren't. It's really yeah. funny. Well, because the thing is, the, the Minions movie is being advertised as coming out on the 30th of June down here. Yeah, it was advertised up here saying it was coming out at the end of June, but it's already out in the movies, so I don't oh, know what well. happened there. Maybe they wanted to get it out for the Mat- Matariki weekend or whatever. Yeah, potentially, or it was a complete mistake, and now they're regretting it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like yeah. a good movie, though. Yeah, it'd be good to see another Minions movie. That's pretty funny. I like yeah. Minions. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to hire a couple for your, your home maintenance business, mate. They'll get the job done. Yeah, yeah. Whether that or I'll burn the house down and <laughs> <laughs> wreck something else. No, well, you know, if you burn the house down, one of the minions is going to put on his fire hat and walk around going, bee doo, bee doo. <laughs> <laughs> they had that in that movie too. Oh, did yeah. they? <laughs> yeah, it was funny. You, you were talking about going to the beach house, uh, as you just mentioned, but uh, didn't end up going. But you remember one time you and I went there with a couple of mates and we went and played some golf at Pudangi Golf Course? I do. I remember very well. That was good. Yeah. Fun. Great little golf course. I actually went out and played golf on Friday last week on Matariki. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was quite nice. Yeah. Uh, me and a couple of mates from the fire station went and played. And um, we did okay. I was I was playing with a guy called Adam who's got a handicap. Yeah. Um, and I don't have a handicap. But we both drew at the oh, end yeah. of the 18 holes. And I was quite quite stoked on that. because how, how, did, how did that work when he was playing out of a wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a handicap. It's still possible. <laughs> he just shot his ball out of a gun. No, yeah. um, 
<laughs> I don't, you know, I, I don't quite understand how golf handicaps work. To be honest, I, I feel yeah, a little bit naive when it comes to that. <laughs> but I think it depends how many shots you shoot over par. You can actually knock a few off at the end of your round, which yeah. sort of brings you down in line with some of the, you know, the better players. I think and sort of gets you into the same league, if you like. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So we we shot the sh- same number of shots, and that was before his handicap had been taken off, but. I just thought it was a fantastic round and really good to get out there. And here's the thing, though. You know how you take shots and you just keep cutting the grass? You know, the ball just does not take off and it just goes <laughs> along the grass. How many shots like that was I taking when I used my three iron? And then about, I think it must have been about hole 10 or hole 11, I realized that my three iron had a massive split right through the center of the head of the club. And oh. it was actually completely displaced. So it was, it was literally like that. Instead of being oh. like a being a being a flat face, a flat face, it was it looked like a pair of scissors. How did you manage to do that? I don't know, but that's probably why my game was so off because I'm probably got angry I'm, with it that you when you missed. Well, no, I club. think. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I did it when I um I didn't quite top the ball, but I hit the ground a bit too hard before I hit the ball in one of my shots. Yeah, I think it's potentially, and I could say the the crack must have been there a while because it looked like an old crack that the thing had. It, it, it literally opened up and yeah. I, I figured out then that's why every time I took a shot with my three iron that my hands would reverberate every time I hit the ball. <laughs> literally yeah. the, the, the shock waves have just got my hands up. Shit, that's sore. I've got to stop using that club. Well, now I will because it's broken, but I figured that one out. So played golf, played well, broke a club, lost no balls and gained two. <laughs> Which is a record because yeah. I've always lost balls when I've gone to play golf. I think when we played at the Purangi Golf Course, you lost something like six. I think it was six or seven. It was because, but that might have had a little bit to do with the amount of alcohol we drank on the way around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did uh, have a few. Um, very easy to drink when you're doing a round of golf, but yeah, I think I lost six when you and I played. But you yeah. lost, you lost one, but it was like fluorescent pink. Yeah, never to be seen again. Ah, no idea, eh? I think I lost Shot a few over the, the main road. Gone. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we lost a couple of them. I think I lost a couple. I lost one down in the sort of swampy bit on the side, then one went right across the road and into oblivion, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think I lost but a few. If I remember right, I went looking for one ball on the other side of the road, and I came back with like four. <laughs> <laughs> Always a bonus. <laughs> we went out to uh, Sumner Beach uh, on the weekend and spent it. Uh, with the kids, it was nice to go out actually and just uh, and chill because the weather we've had real frosty weather down here, like real frosty, like minus four, minus five the last week. Yeah, and then we finally got a nice day with like a high of seventeen degrees. It was like chalk and cheese. Like I don't know how you get temperatures so low, <laughs> and the next day it's so high. Anyway, we took advantage of that, went out to Sumner Beach, and I've just figured out that it just seems I'm getting really predictable for my wife at least because. <laughs> We yeah. found we found an ice cream kiosk, and it had a massive amount of ice cream flavors. And I quite like my double ice cream cones, you know. Yeah. Anyway, my wife was looking at it. I was looking at it. The kids had already picked what they wanted, and she looked at me and she said, "I know exactly what you're getting." I said, "What's that then?" She goes, "Goody gumdrops and fudge." And I said, "That's exactly what I've picked out of the thirty flavors that are on this board." She picked the two I was going to get. And I just said, am I really, well. am I that predictable? <laughs> yeah. She's like, yes, you are. <laughs> she knows me too well. 
I suppose that's a good trait for a wife, but yeah, you know, there's, there's no surprises. I'm using like boysenberry swirl. Oh, yeah. The boysenberry ripple one and uh, orange chocolate chip. Ah. Good flavors. I've always been a goody gundrops man, though, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I love those things. I used to eat all the lollies out of the ice cream, spit them into, a, into my other hand, and just save them till the end. <laughs> <laughs> and I grew out of that about a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, never too late. Yeah. Yeah. But no, uh, it, was, it was a good day out. And uh, yeah, wifey proved just how predictable I really am, which is uh, a bit shit. <laughs> nothing wrong with that though yeah nothing wrong with that I found this forum online and I just want to share this with you it's quite funny and the question is if the internet existed in 1922 what sort of questions would people ask on here so what they're referring to is like obviously the internet in 2022 was huge and you get lots and lots of questions asked but if the internet existed in 1922 what sort of questions would be asked? And I'm just going to run through some of the questions that people posted up here. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so if the internet existed in 1922, what would people ask? And it says, will my wife's bicycle make her a lesbian? Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember like back in those days, that was always a worry, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, married couples who don't have more than eight children why? <laughs> My kids don't go outside anymore. They just stay in and listen to the radio. What's a mother to do? <laughs> People who recovered from the Spanish flu, what was it like? How stupid would humans have to be to start a second world war? <laughs> yeah. Is 11 years old too late to start work in the coal mines? I fear I'm being, <laughs> I fear I'm being too lenient on my six boys. <laughs> Does sticking heroin up my ass cure polio? <laughs> my son talked about his feelings. How do I let him know he's a Nancy boy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like that show, A Million Ways to Die in the West. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, it's good, eh? It's brilliant. Yeah. People who are for the legalisation of alcohol. Why? <laughs> what is homosexuality and how can we cure it? <laughs> <laughs> what age should I teach my kid to smoke? <laughs> Was the Titanic sinking an inside job? <laughs> Yesterday, I hugged a girl. Will she get pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> Will we have flying cars in 100 years? I feel we may. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good one. I'll leave it here. 15-year-old male here. How do you cope with a midlife crisis? You <laughs> <laughs> fancy a dad joke off? Yeah, I'm sure I've got a couple here somewhere. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Okay, do you want me to go first? Yeah, why not? you probably got better ones than me. I'll try. Oh, don't be like that. I'll try, man! <laughs> well, what's the difference between a bad joke and a dad joke? <laughs> the first letter. Ah, <laughs> uh, funny. Because dad jokes are bad jokes. <laughs> If you think talk is cheap, try talking to a lawyer. Because they're damn expensive. 
Everyone knows that the inside of a fire hydrant is full of H2O. But do you know what is on the outside of a fire hydrant? Canine pee. (laughs) (laughs) I can't carry 10 litres of petrol, but Jerry can. (laughs) A road worker was accused of theft. Now, he denied it, but when they searched his truck, all of the signs were there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking of a career where I estimate crowd size at different outdoor events. I wonder how many people are in that field. (laughs) That's a good question. What are the chances of a cow standing in a field getting struck by lightning? Mm, Medium rare. (laughs) Medium rare. That was a well done joke, eh? Oh, that is, that's good. <laughs> i got a cow joke for you. Go. <laughs> where do you find a cow with no legs? No idea. Right where you left it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they don't move very far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If James Hetfield from Metallica ordained the wedding for Kermit and Miss Piggy, what would he be known as? The pastor <laughs> of Muppets. pastor of Muppets. I now pronounce you a husband and wife. Uh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ex-life. Enter wife. <laughs> Take her hand. Up to your marital bed. Never criticize someone until you've walked a mile in their shoes. That way, when you criticize them, you'll be a mile away and you'll have their shoes. <laughs> Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Good joke off, mate. Good joke off. Uh, joke off. Actually, I should, I uh, think, 22 episodes. So, oh, wow. We've done 220 dad jokes. Holy moly. Yeah. Getting there. That's how many dad jokes we've done. That's not bad going. Actually, that's that's got me thinking too. Next episode, uh, episode 23, what I'm going to do is... Uh, stats and the stats are going to be how many minutes and seconds that we've done of Tradio because yeah. in September it would be it would be a year since we started. So I thought it'd be quite cool to sort of add up how long we've been yarning for yeah. over that 12 months. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll bring those stats into the podcast next, uh, next episode, episode 23. I've had a couple of people say to me eh, that, that have been following the podcast and that have said, how do you guys – keep talking how do you guys find stuff to talk about it's like haven't you run out of things to talk about yet it's like nah. <laughs> no just always, always something to talk about uh, and actually yeah. talking of yarning and chatting etc it's time for a guest a good friend of mine Trading. to be fair i think, I think we've uh, been mates now for about 10 years we've got a bit of a history together in radio but now he's moved into uh running his own business in the music industry if you like uh oren this yeah. is quentin quentin this is oren welcome to the hey, podcast yeah, mate, mate. Hey good, guys, good. thanks for having me on. I often listen to the podcast, so I'm honoured to be here. Thank you very much. Yes, hey, good to have you. Oh, yeah, well, you and I haven't really caught up properly since your wedding queue. Yeah, it's been. Um, oh, I swear, we, as you get older, just time just flies even more. So, so uh, I know. I was actually thinking that when we uh, caught up recently regarding this, I was like, oh, it'd be good to have a chat because it has been too long. It has been, mate. Yeah, good times have been had in the past as well. You and I first met uh, when you came to be operations manager at MediaWorks in Rotorua, and I was just thinking 10 years ago, dude. I mean, where has that time gone? Yeah, you're right. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And um, 
I had never been to Rotorua before, uh, before moving up here. I, I knew very little, only what I Googled, and I tried to use, you know, the Google street map to see my see my way around. So literally, I hadn't even been here, and 10 years, it's just flown by. I met my wife up here, mm. and um, probably the best move I ever made, to be honest, mate. Very good. Yeah, good on you, dude. Now, are you on a bit of a health kick at the moment, Q? Uh, yeah, well, I like I like the way you put that, Andy. It is it's a, actually I call it a health plan. So it's not a diet, and it's not a um, going out of my way to lose weight because I feel if you uh, you know you do your diets and you and you're trying to get a uh, a bit of weight loss. As soon as that doesn't happen, you get a wee bit, um, you kind of get over it. And I can speak from experience because I've been there many times. So yeah. I've set myself a health plan and it's a bit of overall general, no, no dieting involved, just um, putting out more than I put in pretty much. Yeah, that's fantastic, dude. I'm, I'm real proud of you for what you've done. I mean, you've been at it for a while now and uh, you're definitely looking really, really good, I might add. Thank you, man. Yeah, you're welcome, dude. So look, tell us a bit about the business. So after you sort of left More FM, you did go over to NZME and you did a bit over there, but now you're sort of broken out into your own uh, control of your own business life, if you like. So how did QRC come about? Yeah, well, it is um, it is interesting because I feel every aspect of what I did before this has sort of rolled together to, to, to be what I'm doing now. I mean, obviously at MediaWorks with the um, operations role and a lot of promotion involved in that and, and and so that really helped and then more of a sales role on the NZME side um, and of course <laughs> from a million other jobs but as I say they're all um, they've all sort of rolled together with this so lockdown uh, 2020 no actually we'll go back a bit further so I, uh, we started doing record fears record mm. fears um, around the North Island which um, if anyone's been to a record fear they'll know it's uh, a lot of fun it's great and our first time showing up it was quite daunting because um it was hamilton actually hamilton we always do hamilton it's a good stomping ground for us they treat us really well and uh just and myself my wife showed up and we were the only ones there one that were probably under 50 and two <laughs> that were um uh of course everyone uh, was selling their their secondhand records and we show up with crates of beautiful new records so that um that was a bit of a talking point straight off the bat and then um the more we did the record fairs people would start to ask like hey do you have a website do you have a you yeah. know how can i get uh, in touch further and and uh that's sort of where it all started and then of course lockdown happened so that was the end absolute end of uh, any sort of record fears. Uh, I'm talking the 2020 lockdown, the big one. Yep. And that was, yeah, and, and at the time I was like, oh, well, that was that was fun. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, it was pretty much the end, uh, well, what I thought. And then think the silver lining, actually, of the lockdown was um, I decided to make the Facebook page. I had I had uh, a clear vision of what I wanted from it. So what I was seeing with other uh record providers, retail, and I'm talking new records and not just uh, the secondhand market because that's not where I wanted to be. That they didn't really use their um, their socials very well. And that's uh, coming back to what I said earlier, Andy, with the um, – 
promotion and all that's involved with uh, what we did in the radio industry, I was like, you know, I could, I could use a lot of that to make it more of a, um, a magazine type, you know, it's not sale, sale, sale post because obviously people that are um, going to the page or the Facebook page, they know that I sell records and different things. So it was more about um, keeping it a bit of a community vibe, also making it uh, just fun, you know, memes, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, a good way to, um, to to spin a few records off and that's where it all started. Your Facebook page has got quite an incredible following, as you say, and uh, like you say with the amount of uh, stuff you post on it it really does have a uh, very high interaction level um now i'm interested though q because qrc is the name of the business so it's obviously uh, q stands for queens and you records and collectibles what can you explain what are the collectibles side of the business it's like old yeah, school the, vinyl. Yeah, well, the um the collectible sort of it is uh, how it started and um how we started to make a bit of a buzz was I can't take credit for this because I would have lost them years ago. But um my mother down in Dunedin, she held on to a lot of the late eighties, nineties toys, books, everything that I had, you know, growing up. So <laughs> credit to her because mm. a lot of those sort of collectibles, the transformers, that sort of stuff, it's um has a very hardcore fan base of people that you know yeah, want yeah. that original stuff so that's sort of how we delved our uh our fees into that and it's also um i was very and even right now like with now that we've i got the shop i don't call it a music shop i call it a retro store mm. so there's definitely a difference there I, didn't, cool. I never wanted to pigeonhole us just purely as a music store so yes yeah, so it's sort of that retro vibe that retro theme now of course because they're not mass producing the old stuff anymore uh once mum still sends me up the old box of stuff when she gets around to it as well which is cool so we do still keep that <laughs> retro that vintage sort of stuff um, that the collectors absolutely love but of course we can't source that all the time so mm-hmm. uh, the collectibles now are more of a focus on um, just a unique and different things that you don't see uh, sort of um, we do do the uh, the pops but in the, the pop uh, figurines but they also have to fit our theme of retro. So we stick to old school TV shows, horror, old school wrestling, you know, that sort of thing. And just uh, generally funky stuff, books, magazines, comics, old school comics, they go really well. Um, anything, anything like that, that comes under collectibles. To be fair, Quentin, when, um, uh, cause you, you moved, you, you bought your own place. And I remember coming for a visit, must've been about two years ago now, easily, maybe just before, lo- yeah. oh, it was before lockdown actually. And, and you had a spare room and your spare room was literally what your shop looks like now. And I maybe there was a, maybe there was a bit of inspiration there. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, hindsight's a funny thing, but it is uh, funny you mentioned that, Andy, because um, I got a Facebook memory the other day, and what I'd started doing before, um, yes, after the record fairs, the lockdown, and before I actually made the page, I was um, starting to just post random, very cool, unique, different things on my personal Facebook. Um, And and I just sort of titled it, you know, like, Q's um, Collectible of the Week or something like that, you know, just, so there was obviously something subconsciously ticking over um, and it wasn't it just took a wee while for it to actually come out and, and then it was like right let's run with this I had no idea that we would be here now it was more of a great way to um, I'm, once I got involved with the record fairs and dealing with people online and something that I'm very passionate about as well then 
the ball just started rolling from there, to be honest, yeah. You were talking about Facebook memories. Here's one that popped up today, nine years to the day that you first covered my breakfast show on More FM, mate. You remember doing that for me? I went away for a long weekend and you covered yeah, my – uh, I remember <laughs> I remember labelling everything in the studio for you, even though you knew what you were doing. I put labels on the microphone saying, talk here. I put labels on the disc saying, press this to turn the microphone on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I still get it every year, Andy, and it still cracks me up. So no, that was very kind of you, um, because it was quite a. Um, I, th- I think I, I think I held a strong face at the time, but I was pretty freaked out about that. I mean, it was big shoes to follow, even though it was only for a day or so. But it was my first time on here, and it is strange, isn't it? Nine, so crazy, man. Yeah, it is. Nine years to the day. We're losing you a little bit there, Q. I think uh, maybe the internet's not as strong at the front of your shop. Oh, yeah, all good. But I've got to say, though, I mean, it was such a gutsy move, what you've done. And you've talked about your website as well. So your whole store is literally online as well? Yeah, so the website came, um, that was, that came after we opened the shop. We weren't naive to the fact of opening a business, uh, any business, in in the middle of a pandemic, let alone a, um, you know, retro collectible sort of, sort of shop in a tourist reliant place like Rotorua. We weren't naive to that. So we knew that the website was going to be a must, a, a must. We put that up about six weeks after opening and it was very, very lucky that we did because it was only a couple of months later that, of course, the next lockdown happened. Um, <laughs> and you had the and, framework in place. Yeah, that's right. So it was um, – and again, the silver lining of that was well, the light. The light at the end of the the long winter after we opened was a lockdown. But the silver lining was the fact that there was a lot of Aucklanders, especially uh, that were at home, disposable incomes, tapping away. Who's sending records in this level four lockdown? Because of course, their uh, shops in Auckland they they couldn't send out. Um, and Q Records was the closest place. Nicely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. So it was a win, and we got some really cool customers, customers that um, I still have to this day, and they would uh, buy online. They became aware of us, but then, of course, we had to wait like another four months before they could actually get into the shop, and it was like Christmas time, the time they could actually travel again. So, yeah, it was a tough year without a doubt, like our first year in opening. But, again, we, we, we were not naive. We knew it was going to be tough, but, man, it was um, – we just hoped that – Things start to really roll through in the in, in the um, opening of the market. I mean, international tourism. Yeah, Jeff and myself were recently talking. You know, we don't even know what that's like yet. So that's really um, that, that, that's cool. As I keep saying to Jess, I'm like, it's good to have all these hurdles at the start because. Yeah. If we weren't going to survive it, and basically we survive this, which we are, and we're not just surviving, we're thriving, then we can survive anything. Well, that's yep. it, mate. If you, get over the, if you get over the hurdles at the start, then you get better at jumping. But that's why, I, that's why I said it was a gutsy move because it was around the pandemic that you got things going. Just one more question, though, Q, before we give you a super huge plug for people to go and buy stuff <laughs> off your website. Um, when you sell music, vinyls, CDs, et cetera, et cetera, do you have to pay royalties to the artists? I mean, how does that work? So as a retailer, I deal with about um, half a dozen or so 
or maybe a bit more, half a dozen or so um, New Zealand suppliers. And then I've also got about four international suppliers. The international one's a bit um, a bit different, but basically um, the cost of the record, the CD, that I pay uh, before it goes to shelf, it covers that. And then the next, uh, further up the ladder, they, they deal with that part of it. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, yeah. And I, I see yeah. as well that you've just managed to score yourself a massive back catalogue of all the Now albums. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. So um, this the one thing I didn't really think about when we opened was, because we're always predominantly new, we sell predominantly new products, um, records, yeah, the collectibles. But, of course, the CDs at the moment, you just can't get, you know, they're not mass-producing them anymore. You just can't get titles, especially, you know, certain titles, you know, we're never going to be pushed on um, CD again. Although we were told that about vinyl and look what happened. Yeah, but exactly. still, <laughs> I, was sort of, I was sort of forced into having a, a pre-owned section and it is uh, for the CDs. I keep a pre-owned section for the CDs. One thing I didn't really think about when we first opened is a lot of people came and trying to sell me their stuff, and it took a while to get around to the fact that, oh, no, we, we, we deal in new products. But in saying that, <laughs> when something comes along, like pretty much a – I think it's about 90% complete of the uh, now compilation pop music series. Wow. <laughs> you, you, you just got to take it. I mean, that doesn't come up very often. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Mate. So do you, do you, I mean, I, I don't know if you've memorized what you have out of that collection yet, but do you have now 29 from 1996 by any chance, which has got baby come back by Pato Banton on it. <laughs> I'm actually looking at them right now and by looks of it, it's now 29 and then it jumps down to now 24. So, nah, sorry, buddy. Um, yeah, there's about, uh, there's about 30 plus all up. So that, that'll, that'll um, I haven't actually decided what I'm going to do with them. Um, it seems like a sin to sell them off at a pre, uh, <laughs> at a pre, pre-owned CD rate of, you know, five bucks or under. So I might just hold it and, um, let future Q decide what to do with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. Listen to them all back to back first. You have to. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So it's um, yeah. as I say, it was quite impressive. But um, also, people have been so generous uh, since we've opened. It's been quite overwhelming uh, with the amounts of, especially, I mean, CDs because. It's a market to be in for buying CDs because everyone, you know, is clearing out and mm. and digital music and that sort of thing. So, um, but not just that, you know, just records and just the the amount of support for what we've done locally in the uh, within the rural community. They've really come out to really support us. Um, and not just support us because, you know, we're young and starting a business, but because we've got good stock and we're sort of doing a bit of a niche thing that no one else is doing, especially in Rotorua. So um, big ups to the Rotorua community because they've been absolutely awesome. Yeah, and I know how for some businesses it's not very easy in, in, in Rotorua to actually uh, to trade, but, look, you're nailing it, you're doing something right, and I've got to say commendations on your logo for Q Records because the Q is literally a stylist playing a record. Yeah. I love the way you've done it. It's brilliant. <laughs> that was, that, that is, that's exactly it. I mean, when we, did, we didn't have a name for it when we were doing the record fairs. Uh, so the name didn't come until the Facebook, which was coming around this time two years ago was the Facebook page was put together. Yeah. So um, I never went out of my way to, to be like, I want to name it after me. And even if I did, 
Q records doesn't really make sense. It would it would have to be Q's records. But mm. once when I was writing it down and, and sort of playing with it, like uh, what kind of logo I could make, then th- that's where the stylist thing came from. And I was yeah. like, well, it just it just writes itself. We have to go with it. Yeah, it's so good, man. All right, so blatant plug for your Facebook page and your website. Go. All right, so on the Facebook uh, and we're on Instagram as well. We do keep separate content on both, and um, that is it's not all sales sale sale post is just a lot of fun as well great community it's q records and collectibles and that's the same as our website as well q records and collectibles.com the website is um focused primarily on the new vinyl also the pre-owned we have a selection of other things but um we also have some text there saying this is just a sample and to get in touch with us with uh for for anything else but all the new records are on there including pre-orders and that's what takes up half my week to be honest updating that website (laughs) yeah very frequently updated good to know mate and look you've been kind enough to come forward with a giveaway for tradio as well in the way of a voucher to be spent online at qrecordsandcollectibles.com yeah 100% definitely more than happy to do that so um yeah we'll check in a $20 voucher for on our website www.qrecordsandcollectibles.com and the best part, just like all of our vouchers, e-vouchers or in-store, is there's no expiry because it's 2022. Why do we still have expiry dates on vouchers? You know, yep. it's weird. Yeah, yeah. Exactly hey. right. Cash doesn't have an expiry, does it? Anyway, so yeah, like – you nailed it exactly exclusively for our tradeo listeners then a 20 dollars voucher which you can spend with uh, q records and collectibles.com so what you need to do is jump onto the tradeo facebook page which is facebook.com slash tradeo podcast and uh, tell us the keyword vinyl all right the keyword is vinyl you put that in and you could be winning that voucher in a month's time and uh, we'll do the draw uh, two episodes from now. Q, thank you so much for joining us, mate. And really, really cool yeah, to right. catch up with you again. And uh, I can't wait to catch up with you again in person and have a look around the store. And uh, I look forward to uh, hearing about the new in-store radio station, QFM, which I'm going to be an announcer on, all right? Uh, yeah well it's actually um, interesting you say that because we do have a huge back room and I have joked around with Jessica before I'm like you know this is just the first step how about we uh, we put a recording booth out there there's some really talented people in Rotorua when I'm outside having my smoker and they rap to me quite often we could you know make oh, a record label yes. and everything you know so the, uh, the sky's the limit thank you so much guys you guys are doing an awesome job thanks for having me on no worries mate yeah, he's a good fucker though, man. He's so good. If you yeah. do get a chance to go see him, I really would. Yeah, well, um, we're going. We're supposed to be heading to Rotorua this weekend. Me and the missus for a weekend away because we haven't done anything for so long. So, oh, lovely. We're going to Nana's and we're going there. So, might be able to oh. just nip down the road and go and bloody go and pop in and have a look. Yeah, for sure, mate. For sure. <laughs> Take yeah. a long Ricky record. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah. See if you can buy it off you, mate. Probably worth a bit. Um, but yeah, really, really cool to catch up with him. Anyway, I know, like, I haven't seen him for a couple of years. I was one of the groomsmen at yeah. his wedding, and um, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, that was in Rotorua as well. But yeah, he's a, Is that he's the one a, you went down to a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was. Down down to, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's an Otago boy, so um, you know, I didn't think he was going to stay in Rotorua for long, but he just seemed to fall in love with the place. Yeah, yeah. and uh, look at him now. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's doing well, eh? Yeah. You mentioned that yeah, you'd be going to Rotorua, so you might pop in and see him. Yeah, I might uh, swing by on Saturday or something, and nice. might go and see if he's got any. He might uh, go and have a look at the the now record collection he's got. Yeah, mate, <laughs> how awesome's that? 
so yeah. cool um they are just, i mean those things just are iconic aren't they you know that's pretty yeah, pretty stuck. mind you you'd be lucky to buy one off them it sounds like he's going to keep them yeah. um so yeah anyway there's a giveaway for you head to our tradio facebook page to get yourself into that and make sure you do grab that keyword vinyl and put it into our entry form and in a month's time two episodes time you could be winning uh, that $20 gift card to spend on Quentin's website. Now, from one giveaway to another, we've been doing this over the last, I think it's been about six weeks, it's worked out to be, thanks to husky.co.nz. Cheers to Simon and the crew there. We have had a couple of the Beer Cooler 2.0s to give away, so it's like a brushed silver one and a nice black one uh, to give yeah. away. Now, you have a black one, I have a silver one. Yeah, and they are very good, very nice. Yeah. They look nice. Yeah, they do. Beer coolers, we mean. Beer yep. coolers, we're talking about. Uh, but they keep your beer up to <laughs> beer up to ten times cooler. It's just incredible how long your beer stays cold. I mean, if you if you like to savor your beer, it won't warm up. And you can also get a whole range of different things as well, like bottle openers. You can get wine bottle coolers and all sorts, and even little tumblers yeah. as well, which you can pour your wine into, and it would keep your wine cool uh, when you're drinking it. But anyway, dude, um, what I want you to do now, we've we've had quite a few entries in for this. We're going to give one silver one away and one black one away. Yeah. And so what I want you to do, and you're about to find out how many entries we had, I want you to pick a number between one and 167. 104. 104. Okay. Just going to scroll through the entries. Wow. So number 104, congratulations to Ian White. Woohoo! Ian White has scored himself the Husky Brushed Silver Beer Cooler, thanks to husky.co.nz, number 104, Ian White. Congratulations, man. We'll get that out to you. Thanks to Husky. Woohoo! Thanks for listening, Mike. Oh, he's near Christchurch. Perfect. Cool. Cool. Uh, Okay, another number between one and 167. Okay, I'll go I'll go a lower number this time. I'll just go. 18. Number 18. All right. Number 18 is from Cargill. Oh, way down ways. Corbin Shuttleworth, and he wants the black beer cooler. So congratulations, Corbin Shuttleworth. You scored yourself the Husky Black Beer Cooler 2.0, thanks to husky.co.nz. So well done to Ian and to Corbin, who've scored themselves one each. Whoop, whoop. Congratulations, guys. Brilliant. Thanks a lot to Husky as well, husky.co.nz. Seriously, go check them out because if you want colder drinks for longer, this is the website to go to and to get yourself sorted out. As I say, Oren and I both have one of these each and they keep our beer absolutely sweet, sweet. They're very good. Yep, no, very, very good. Yeah, so big thanks, husky.co.nz. We've been giving you the chance to win this for the last six weeks. So once again, Corbin, who has scored himself the Black Beer Cooler 2.0, thanks to Husky, and to Ian, who's got the Brushed Silver Beer Cooler 2.0. You guys enjoy that. They're going to be sent out to you in a bit of a gif, thanks to husky.co.nz. Cheers, guys. And thanks to everyone for listening to Tradio uh, to be in to win that. But, of course, now you can win with uh, Q Records and Collectibles.com. So do get amongst, jump onto our Tradio Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Tradio Podcast, and put the keyword vinyl into our entry form, and you could be a winner in a month's time. There we go. Yeah, All right, mate. So we've got one more episode to go, and then we're catching up. So I think we should probably yeah. wrap this one up. And uh, Yep. Always good to catch up, my man. Really, really cool. Yeah, looking forward to catching up in person. It's going to be good. That's why we had a beer together. 
Absolutely, mate. But so I just want to say, uh, sorry you didn't win the beer cooler thanks to Husky. I had to take your name out. I saw you entered. Oh, put that many entries in too. <laughs> Trying to get another one. Oh, so you, you put 166 entries in and we just gave the Husky beer coolers to the two legit entries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. Nah, good on you. Good. Really good to catch up. We'll catch up with you soon, eh? Okay, catch you later, mate. See you. Radio.